In the Bronx, New York, you can double park in the middle of the road to talk with a neighbor about the mayor or the Yankees. You can pick enough exotic honey to fill a tin bucket. And you can see a podcast where bad business tells it how it is. We still tell it in straight, deliberate fashion, much as we ever did. Shush, one listen and you'll be glad to know we don't ever plan to stop. Bad Business with Barack and Daniel. This is Barack. This is Danny. And welcome to a special episode of Bad Business. Action-packed episode of Bad Business. Boy, whatever. On this episode, I hope you're not booing our special guest because we have two special guests. We just interviewed LaRange. And director-editor Zach Kashket. Upcoming film, The Mad Writer. And then after that, we're going to talk to you about something very special happening in the bad business universe. We're getting a beer, guys. We're getting a mother alcoholic beverage. Finally. And you know what? We'll find out more about it later. Yeah. Now, let's get into Stick this... Stick with us. LaRange and Zach Kashkett, the mad writer. Let's get into it. The best you've ever done. Shut up, dude. Hey, what's going on? It's Daniel. What's going on, guys? Barack, Danny. We host the Bad Business Podcast. What's going on? Nice to be here. We saw the movie the other day all together. We had a little little screening in the house. Yeah. It was nice. We're all together, hugging each other, watching the films. I was listening to your latest release. It's an album, solo album. And uh, there's a lot of Billie Holiday on there. Yeah, Billie Holiday is my favorite artist of all time. Yeah, it was like uh, almost like she was like the featured artist on it. I was like, damn, it's like LaRange featuring Billie Holiday. Yeah, no, it's actually, you know, that album is, is supposed to sort of chronologically tell her story as well. You know, it was a, a very early release of mine, one of my first albums that I ever put out, but we recently put it out on Spotify and put it into DSPs to sort of commemorate my new company and everything. So, uh, so yeah, no, it was, it was a really personal album to me. So, you know, I appreciate you checking it out. And you said she's your favorite artist? Favorite artist of all time. Definitely, hands down. You know, she like, uh, I, I, think, I think I have a tendency to over intellectualize or overanalyze music that comes out that i might view as like a uh potentially a peer or even somebody that's just living in the same um environment or atmosphere as, as artists but when i listen back to somebody like billy holiday uh you know ella fitzgerald sarah vaughn yeah. duke ellington these artists that are, are so far removed from from my life that uh i can just listen to it as art it's just straight into my veins and so you know it uh, it's a lot easier for me to digest and to uh, interpret. I hear you. I, I noticed, I think what I heard was like uh, noir film clips being sampled on there as well. A little bit. It's a lot of old radio, actually. It so old it's radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a lot of like, it kind of has that noir feeling and kind of pre- presents that sort of aesthetic. But uh, really, it's um, it's all old radio theater. I'm a big fan of old radio theater, and and you know, there's a there's a culture and a history of that being used in hip hop as well. And so, uh, it was a really fun opportunity for me, especially early on, for me to blend those parts of my life that I love so much. Okay, it sounded like film noir to me, but uh, all I know about radio theater is like that old thing. The what is it? The War of the Worlds that they they read out loud, and then everyone thought it was real, and they were like panicking and shit. Yup, I have a poster of that. Well, Flex oh. does theater all the time. 
every night. Wait, what what poster do you have? I have a poster of War of the Worlds. It's in my closet somewhere. Oh, okay. Producer Pete, there. producer Pete, off mic. I have an Orson Welles like record in my house. It's just him ranting about the president. <laughs> Which president well, at the time? I, I do not no. remember. I haven't listened to it because it, it's Check it's tough to get through. Huh? Checked him on his history. What yeah. president was it? I'm just curious. <laughs> I didn't I, get I all the way know. through it. it. It's like it's like literally called like a message to the president or some shit like that. <laughs> I just I thought it would be funnier to know which like president he's going. I shouldn't at, have spoken. God damn it, Danny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. It's the I have a bunch of old records. That's actually why I started loving them. Is I have all these oddities, all these radio theater vinyl, you know, and that's where all these come from. They're all from, uh, you know, pre YouTube sampling and all this. And so it's I have just hundreds and hundreds of these random records. My favorite one is uh, from the 50s, I think. It was a evangelistic record talking about converting people to Christianity. But the way they did it was to try to meet kids what their interests were. And so they were narrating a football game between heaven and hell. And so you'll have people be like, Jesus steps back two steps to try to pass it to your soul. (laughs) Flag on the play. That's, so there's like a whole record of like this fictional football yeah. game between that's dope. I guess heaven. Forty minutes. That's fucking hilarious. That they thought that yeah. that's what like, kids after that would be like. Yeah, I think I might believe in God now actually because of that football. It worked game. on me, but I don't see how it would have worked in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Zach, I, I see they have a lot of uh, editing credits. Is this your like di- directorial debut as a yeah, director? That's fucking yeah. awesome. So uh, how did you do? You always want to be a director. No, I don't even want to be a director now. <laughs> <laughs> so how does this come to be? I know you guys are probably homies. Well, we saw the movie. You guys are fucking homies. So how does this come to be? How, how do you say yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, been, we've been pals for a really long time. And uh, I've just always been kind of fascinated by the guy. He's incredibly unique and strange as hell. And uh, <laughs> honestly, it, it was like a gift that he gave to me. I had always wanted to make a movie and I wanted a portfolio piece, like something to show off my editing. And uh, I was really really in favor of somebody is going to make a movie of this guy. It might as well be me. And eventually we wore him down and um, my producer partner, John wore him down with me and uh, he started letting us make it. And um, yeah, like kind of you've seen the film. So, you know, at at very few points did he uh, take me seriously as a director. Uh, So (laughs) it it gave the movie kind of an identity, kind of like a style to it, you know? You know, sort of it's, it's funny because my job here, I, I, I do this show and I host it. And also I'm a producer and I, I, I edit a lot. So uh, so one thing I, I realized is me editing a lot of these voices and these people, these like talent, I, I kind of grasp onto what they do. Were you doing that and you, in the process of directing where you like see, you've seen all these directors work, right? And you've been editing all their work. Has there anything that stuck with you in this uh, process of I mean, making this movie? Oh, sure. Uh, none apparently that uh, came to me while I was making it. Like a lot of a lot of the things that I would do differently uh, about the movie were about how I shot it in the moment. And like, I feel like I've learned a lot from a lot of directors in the decades since we shot it. So now I feel like it's this great film that really represents, you know, my style and I hope represents uh, LaRange and his life and everything. But I, I think that... Uh, I've learned a lot more since I even made it and um, a lot of things from directors that I'd like to apply now if I had a chance to make it again. Producer Pete hopping in here. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, The Mad Writer, obviously debuting at uh, Chelsea Film Festival this Friday. 
this will be yeah. out before then. So building out some hype for it. Just wanted to right. sneak that into the interview. Um, my question for you, Zach, is that obviously throughout the film, Orange is kind of giving you shit and kind of providing a meta commentary throughout the film about the film, speaking about the existence of the documentary, why it's a good idea, why it's a bad idea. And then spoiler alert here, but it ends with him telling you how to end it. Yeah. Why did you decide to go that route and keep the meta commentary in? Was that what, yeah. What inspired you to go with that instead of trying to do it yourself? Well, that was kind of baked into the pitch. I mean, the, the, the easy answer is we didn't really have a choice because Larange took it so he was so it was so difficult for him to take me seriously that a lot of that confrontational style just kind of crept into our interviews. We know each other so well, and in order to cut around some of the best beats, you know, I would have ruined it. So we just left it all in. Um, but the long answer is like I've always really been interested in sort of more meta documentary filmmaking. Like my, one of my favorite movies of all time is American movie. Like I really like where um, you can kind of feel the documentarian's presence in the film sketches of Frank Gary, where the director's like literally on screen. I didn't want to go the Michael Moore route and like be on screen the whole time. But I really like movies where you like can sense a person behind the camera and their perspective on everything that's transcending. Like there's this movie I love called the amazing Jonathan documentary. Mm-hmm. And it's by this guy, Ben Berman. It's about this magician who was on drugs at the end of his life. He was addicted to meth. And he's just this insane magician. There's this moment in the movie where he's going to smoke meth on camera. And the director, and he turns to the director and he says, I'll, I'll only do this on camera if you smoke with me. And the director's like pretty cool and gonzo and was like, going to do it. You see his <laughs> hand into the shot to grab the meth pipe. And then everything freezes and you hear a conversation between the director and his lawyer being like, dude, you can't smoke meth on camera. Uh, I just love stuff like that. I mean, just bizarre, like where the the filmmaking process becomes an element in the film, I think is really cool. And I've always been attracted to those kind of movies. So, you know, giving an opportunity to make one, that's sort of the movie I uh, always intended to make. But uh, like I said, he didn't give us a lot of options to (laughs) to make any other versions. So... Uh, yeah. What has the buildup been like coming towards this Friday? Buildup's been great, man. I mean, so we premiered the film in January at Slamdance, and we've gotten to go to a couple of cool festivals in between Atlanta and uh, Dance with Films out in Los Angeles. But I, you know, I grew up in Baltimore, and I'm a huge New York guy. We used to come up here all the time. And um, so just to be able to premiere it on the East Coast and have people be able to come see it who, um, a lot more people that I know live on the East Coast these days, so it's it's great. And the Chelsea Film Festival is incredible, so it's going to be amazing to premiere it with them. They've got a really cool storied history, and I'm glad that they're doing like a big retrospective on hip hop this year. We we really fit right in. It's going to be in good company. And and you as a, as an artist, how how does it feel to to have something so intimate out there in the world that's it's going to exist? You know for a really long time forever basically you're on film your whole life this chapter of your life is on film your struggles your thoughts your emotions what is it like having that out there and just kind of inviting people in and letting them watch that it's you know it's it's definitely strange and the more people that see it the more you know i i have i'm held accountable for for the documentary and for who i am but 
you know, to be honest, when we first started it, you know, one of the questions you asked was about how, how this first started and, and when he refers to sort of wearing me down over time, the thing that finally convinced me to get on board with it was that he promised to, uh, to, to show those things that I probably didn't want him to show. And, you know, and it was very important to me that I wasn't involved in the creative process. And it was very important to me that I wasn't financially involved and, in the outcome of the of the documentary and those reasons are because um you know if i've done my job as an artist even as a musician i've already sort of uh made myself vulnerable and let people see who i am and if i was going to do something like this in a different medium it would need to be creatively interesting to me and the only way to make that creatively interesting was um to show people uh the part of myself that i might not want to show people uh, and, you know, what I will say is that even though I haven't exactly come around on the concept, uh, one of the things that has maybe been the most fulfilling for me is not that I think I come off really well or bad or anything in between. It's just that there's quite a few times in this documentary where I, I just, you know, I kind of recognize myself as, as strange as that sounds. And uh, when I talk to people and they um, uh, they seem to understand where I'm coming from a little bit or who I am or maybe grew with me a little bit in the documentary it uh it speaks to something you know of the same reason I became an artist in the first place which is just sort of a desire to share yourself and a desire to be um seen or or understood or heard so I just I'm thinking about what you said earlier about the the Billy Holiday project that you had where you said it was kind of almost like about her life from you know the beginning to end and so you yourself you've created a project where you kind of you know track someone's life and and you know you, you make it into a to an art form and now you're on the other side of that and and is did you draw any parallels throughout the whole process i did actually and what and the main parallel is the namesake is the the name of the movie is actually based off of my album called the mad rider which was an autobiographical uh, style album. It was about my struggles with mental illness and my struggles with uh, isolation and um, and work and 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 really negotiating and uh, and trying to balance what it meant to be an artist versus what it meant to be a person. And so when it came time to you know put a name to it, I was really glad they decided on that one because that is um, you know it's a it's a name that I. I that I used for my own, for my own creation of a sort of a, the autobiographical version of, of that album. There's a lot of quotables in the film, man. You're, you're spitting so like so much knowledge. There's one thing that stuck with me. It was, uh, you were talking about depression. You were saying it's a paradox. You feel weak and vulnerable, but no, like, like, um, acknowledging the depression, you feel so strong because you carry all of that. And I, I, I fucking loved when you said that. Uh, has this film, making the film, the process of the film, even like maybe a tad bit or helped you a lot at all in your life or just like opening up or just visualizing your life? Like, oh, crap. Like, you know, seeing yourself through film. Has this helped you at all? No, not really. <laughs> it's, not, it's, been, it's, it's been a fun experience for the creative outlet and right. to be able to see my life and to be able to see in those terms has been has been an honor and it's taken so long that I have pivoted from uh, a very self-indulgent response which I think is a very human response but to to be insecure and um, uh, 
but over time i've 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 this has been going on so long that right now i'm i'm just i'm more comfortable with it than i ever have been and and i can um i i i was able to see my own changes in the movie and in my own life to the point that now watching that movie almost feels like watching you know a, a different version of myself entirely even though you know it's still me throughout it um but no the thing that i would most want that even the quote that you said like the reasons i'm glad that are uh, those kind of things are in the movie is because those are the kind of things that you 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 really can only hear from someone who's been through it you know and so uh you don't see that represented a lot a lot of the times you see caricatures of depression or you only see the extremes or you know what it looks like when somebody is um is trying to communicate it to somebody who has never gone through it. Cause a lot of the explanation goes from someone who goes through mental illness, explaining to someone that never has. But really what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that I was saying this in a way to communicate to other people who have gone through something, even a version of what I have that, you know, that, um, you know, it's understandable or that it's, uh, it's okay at the very least, or that, you know, um, for the same reason I, I kind of, enjoy being understood from this documentary uh give them a sense of that as well right and it was, it was very vulnerable because uh there's a lot there's a lot of like feeling of loneliness and stuff but spoiler at the end of the film you're like surrounded by everyone that you like that loves you you know it was like really nice it was very heartwarming and I, I love that part of the film because you know i we all have our own me and danny we share that uh like there's some sort of depression that we have we always share with each other yeah talk. brother but yeah even yeah producer p as well <laughs> so we were feeling free throughout the whole film and um well one thing i wanted to say is like this is not the first time you and zach has worked together i saw that you uh, did a song uh with dell is uh, yep. uh it was what is it blame the author yep how, how did that come about like working with the the rapper from the gorillas the voice of russell how is that I so he's one of my favorites. He's he's one of my favorites from from Deltron Thirty Thirty with uh, one of my favorite producers, Dan the Automator, and uh, and and then you know obviously his work on um, on on that album with uh, uh, Dan again, and then so uh, he's just been one of my favorite rappers. And and honestly, you know the story of that song is that originally was supposed to be MF Doom, and wow. MF Doom. As you've probably heard, you know, rest in peace, obviously. But as you probably heard from anyone that's ever worked with him or tried to work with him he's a he was a tough person to 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 figure <laughs> out to cross the finish line and actually get the thing done you know so uh in in the last minute we were, i was talking with the label at the time and i was trying to i was like well if i'm if i'm working with you know if i'm going from doom to someone else it's got to be someone that's up there you know for me and i was like yeah that i mean for me that would be dell and so so we reached out to Del the Funky Homo Sapien and, and he did his thing and that was really amazing. And and one of the interesting obstacles is that 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 music video took so long because it's a stop motion yeah. with some motion and everything. And it took so long that I actually, we got the production started on that video before I had gotten Doom's verse back and then before Doom canceled on me and then before we pivoted to Del and then before he recorded the verse. So. You know, it was a long process, but it was it was something that was really, really fun for me to share with. with How much too. does it hurt to be sitting on an unreleased MF Doom verse? <laughs> well, man, if you only knew, there's, there's a lot. I've been doing this a long time. There's a, I have a whole, I have an album with with Blue. I have an album with Gift of Gab, rest in peace, uh, from Black Alicious, and. Um, uh, yeah, and Doom, I was lucky enough to have done a remix with him and Cool Keith. We worked together on that, and so uh, you know, it, it uh, there's a lot of a lot of 
you know, treasure in the vault. Yeah, there's a lot of things throughout the career that you look back on and wonder. I saw that you you have a, a project with Joel Ortiz with uh, what, who's on it? Crooked Eyes on it. Sahai High the Prince is on it. Oh shit! Like, um, what is it like working in like that slaughterhouse world? Like, did did you like ever get to talk about like possibly making something with like Eminem or someone like that? No, see, we did it through Mellow Music Group because it, it was the independent label that I uh, that I was working with at the time and was signed with. And then Joel had released some music there as well. And I gotten to know Joel through that relationship on that independent label. And so the longer Joel and I talked, the more we had just kind of become friends. And I've been, and honestly, I really wanted to show my diversity a little bit in terms of my range of what I could do as a producer, because yes, I do these very strange Billy holiday, high concept sort of things, but there was a very real part of me that just wanted to show that I'm, I can just make super dope beats. Like, you know, and it doesn't have to be super high concept in order for me to be able to make something of value. So being able to sort of flex on some of those beats was a lot of fun for me, bringing in those rappers and everything. People that can really just, you know, take their craft as seriously as they do. Yeah, they're like wordsmiths. And- I, I've been listening to production. Yeah, I, I like I would love to hear like Griselda, Benny the Butch on your joints, man. Is there anybody you would love to work with in the future? Is, any, is there anybody in your bucket list right now? Yeah, you know, that, I mean, that whole, it's been really, really dope seeing um, sort of a more classic or more arguably underground style kind of hit a more mainstream uh, and commercial uh, success. And so to, to see that happening in, in the time that I've been producing has been really amazing. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I would love to work with, with all of those people. There's a lot of rappers that I've been um, in talks with lately just from, from you know, releasing music as well. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, even Arm and Hammer, you know, my guy Billy Woods in uh, in in New York. I would love to work with them. So you know, he's an he's an old friend of mine. So it's been awesome to see him have success as well. So you know, there's too many to name, really. Uh, speaking of the future, uh, Zach, um, going forward, what, what what do you have planned? Because you said that you d- didn't want to be a filmmaker. So after this release, this documentary comes out on Friday. What are you planning on, on working on next after that? Well, I mean, I'm a film editor. I don't I don't plan on being a film director <laughs> full time in my future, but film editing is the only thing I've ever done. I definitely plan to continue that. I have a, a true crime feature coming out on Netflix that I just finished cutting, and then uh, I'm about to start. It's not really true crime, but it's like a three episode kind of doc series for Netflix. And um, and we do have a we've got a short doc that i'm gonna direct as well we are gonna do this again (laughs) but uh you know it's like i learned a lot directing this film and i really really want to apply that knowledge somewhere but i also learned how much i love film editing and like how much some of the aspects of directing are better left to people who love doing those those aspects and um yeah, so so I'm really excited to get back to film editing, and I hope that this film uh, both draws some attention to Larange, who doesn't need it, but to <laughs> me and my future as a brilliant film editor as well. You have a long list of things you've done, and it's very diverse. Your editing, like uh, your editing career. I, I'm just curious, how, how is the editing pro? Uh, how is it? Are you like isolated? Are you alone, working alone as you edit? Are you like in this dark room and and like a bunch of like cans and fucking whatever to keep you up around you? You know, <laughs> talk about whippets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, rogue uh, cans, well, rogue cans, just like 
some sort of cans. I mean, lately, because of the pandemic, everything shifted remote. So there has been a lot more like isolated work. But uh, my favorite thing is to just get in a room with a single director and uh, grind it out. So I mean, like, usually it's a pretty limited audience anyway. But this last one I finished, um, it takes place half in America, half in India. And so a lot of the creatives, most of the creatives were in Mumbai. And so we were speaking like over Zoom for very limited hours during the day. Yeah, it's become kind of an isolated thing. It must be difficult uh, trying to get someone's vision across through the across, like from another country. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be tricky, but I mean, you just try to talk as much as you can. Those, it's interesting. You know, like it, they have the opposite uh, time zone as us, so so we can talk at like eight in the morning or nine o'clock at night, and we just try to get in as much time as you can. So the debut's on Friday. Uh, uh, Laurent, you got a DJ or anything? Anything going down in New York? You setting anything up when you come down here other than the, like maybe a party, release party for this film? He's not a release party guy. He came across so much as a partier. The guy's a party animal. Um, I am in uh, my house in North Carolina where I will be uh, through the weekend. <laughs> my, my parents live down in North yeah. Carolina. They, uh, they're in they? Fayetteville. He shouted that during oh, the okay, film. I know Fayetteville. Yeah. My, my memory of Fayetteville is um, I used to drive for four hours to just get destroyed by y'all's basketball team. <laughs> was, I grew up in Wilmington. I don't know if you know Wilmington. but oh No, I, I grew up here, but my parents, they like retired and went down there. And so, like, okay, the, well, it's not the, y'all's basketball team, but yeah. the basketball team that's in Fayetteville. Near yeah, your yeah, parents, yeah. where they currently live. Yeah, that's like it where I was like, hiding out for the pandemic. Mm, it would be like 108 to like 52. Oh, they geez. would just destroy <laughs> us. And we had to sit on the bus for those three hours knowing that they were going to destroy us like that. I remember yeah. being in seventh grade, and I was a point I was a starting point guard, and I got the tip. And I was like, all right, this game's going to be different. <laughs> Classic last thoughts. Classic last thoughts. I crossed the halfway, I crossed the, uh, the half court line. Dude steals the ball from me and dunks it. Jesus. Nah, Seventh dude. grade. What? <laughs> dude, have a beard too? I'm, I'm like, I'm like 11. That's like and I just remember being like, that was the point guard that just dunked <laughs> The most demoralizing shit that could happen. Steal, dunk, tongue out. <laughs> getting dunked on in seventh grade. Seventh grader grabbing his nuts. <laughs> yeah. The step you know, over. Coach, coach would always be like, just put your hand up if you're tired. I'm like two two seconds into the game. I'm like, <laughs> what, how, many, how many hands do we put up if we're scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put up both hands. You guys have known each other since that long, or? No, so Zach was not on the basketball team. Okay. But I did know Zach. I knew Zach when, uh, since he and I went to an art school together in, in high school. Post-dunking. Uh, Post-dunking. Yeah. So neither of us were dunking, but I was the best basketball player in that entire art school. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a pretty short list of <laughs> I was about I was about maybe the you know I was in the top four thousand in North Carolina, but I was in the top one of that art school. <laughs> gotcha. Well, guys, thank you for coming, spending some time with us, talking to us. Uh, we're really excited for this to, to come out on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, tell anybody that's listening uh, where to find your film, what's going on, anything, anything with, else you want to promote, anything you guys want to promote. This is, uh, this is the time. Yeah, so you can check out anything about the film is online at the mad the madwriterfilm.com or the madwriterfilm on Instagram. 
And the the screening is actually Saturday. So it's Saturday at six mm-hmm. and you can get tickets on at the Chelsea film festival.com. We'd love to have you there. Come out and check us out. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, man, this is, uh, any new music, new music, Laurence. Uh, no, I, you know, <laughs> I actually left, uh, I actually left my company recently and started my own company called old soul music Hell where, yeah. uh, We've been signing a lot of artists like Sky Zoo and Blue and Sadistic and Obliv and a lot of really amazing hip-hop artists. And so that's been my main focus, oldsoulmusic.com. And, um, hey, if you need that Hot 97 New York plug, let us know. Just take my email down. Uh, I'm the head of podcasts off, off camera. I could, I could help it out. I would absolutely love and then uh, sure. before before we close out here, I'd like to say that the name of the Orson Welles album was Begating of the President, and it is about Lyndon B. Johnson. I had to sneak that in there real quick. What's, look, the name of the football? What's the name of the football joint? I, 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 I looked up my thing. I looked up your thing. <laughs> no. I, think it's called, I think it's called The War. I think it's called The, uh, the Game for Your Soul. Orson Welles. Well, I'll, 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 all right, I'm pulling it up real quick. Soul. I need that shit. He- Orson Welles, okay. Heaven I and Hell. I found one, one copy of it in my life, and it's, uh, I don't know where it is. It's in my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, all the things I'm looking up are, are not that. I'm seeing all sorts of shit. That, I'm seeing Touch of Evil, Chunks the Hobo. Those words. Oh, that's what it was. It was Chunks the Hobo. Yeah, chunks the Hobo. Is chunks the Hobo. But that, thank you guys. Sorry, I thought it was a football game, but it was actually Chunks the it Hobo. It was just Chunks the Hobo. But thank you yeah, so much for your guys' game. time. Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks again. Thank you guys so much. Really you appreciate guys. you checking it out and having us. It means a lot. No, it was great. Uh, happy to be on it early. Hey, bitches. It's me, me. From Bad Business, and here is your Bad Business Song of the Week. Inside by TJ Mack and Josh Mack. TJ Mack kind of sounds like that sore TJ Maxx. Ha ha ha, there's a classic mean joke. Anyway, here's our song of the week. Everybody wanna be outside, but I ain't inside. Inside. Everybody wanna be outside, but I am indoor. Indoor. Listen to me, I got to tell you that when you got a roof on your head, over your head, you're gonna always find that the rain is gonna avoid your head. Your head. Because rain on the roof is good. Rain on your head, can be back, can be back, can be back. Get your umbrella, but that is not as good as a roof. Because a roof. Shout, shout out, out Zach, man. You guys are awesome. Big fucking shout you know, out to And I like all your questions exactly. you asked him about them being friends. It kind of reminded me of our relationship. I, guess. I liked all his answers about them being friends. Yeah. They reminded me of our relationship. Yeah, and I liked the way you like looked at me when they answered questions and I was looking at you. I like that we kept getting like a little closer to each other. Yeah, we were getting closer. closer they were like smart, friends. handsome versions of you guys. No, no. Yeah. They're like, no. if like, you guys were <laughs> successful <laughs> and respected.
That was a low blow. Yeah. That was a really fucked up low blow. What? They have a movie coming out. What do you have? I have, well, a, I have a podcast episode well, coming to, out. To watch me and Danny's movie, you need a subscription. To what? You figure that out. Okay, we have a secret movie. <laughs> okay, you guys found out. We, yeah, have, we, a have, we have a secret movie. Look for it. You got you to pay for it on OnlyFans.com. Well, tell the people the news. We teased it up top. We have a fucking alcoholic beverage coming out. Bad business pod at gmail.com. Tell us what you want us to be it to be. Do we have the logins for that email? Yeah. yeah. Who? Oh, you? Danny does. Yeah. Danny's a, yeah, he's the owner. Okay, so if you want your email to go ignored, you just email com. If you want to reach out to us about either anything we've ever done or send hate I or check death that email every day. Or if you want to tell us about what you want the Bad Business beer to taste like, DM us at the Bad Business Pod on Instagram because we actually check that. Or you can email us at badbusinesspod at gmail.com. The password is... Seven Why are you telling mark. people the password? Beep, I'm going to have to bleep, bleep, bleep that. Beep, yeah. Why would you do that? You know, uh, from the, I, I, <laughs> that's I, a bad guy. I wanted you to have to work more. I do. Uh, I was going to say, you should probably CC the, the the podcast Gmail now from now on. Oh, yeah, bro, I fucking should. Shut up. We should just keep saying, like, <laughs> private sensitive information he's going to have to redact. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. Uh, I think I have his, his home address All right. Let's in my get, Google Maps. We're, we're going to do the episode, okay? I'm screaming in the new office. Right, so this is our first time recording in the new office, and I'm screaming. Awesome. Bad business is getting a beer. As he's a screaming, but he's having fun. Bronx Breweries 2024. Shout out to Bronx series. Breweries. Yeah. yeah, Hooray, Bronx Brewery. Thank you for picking us. We're, we're in the Y series because why? Why? Why us? not? No, why not us? Why not us? I'm sure there's a reason, and we agree there is. with all of the reasons. Our beer is coming out in April. I will say, we went to the bed, the Bronx Brewery beer thing, and we were the objectively the worst people there. How? Like, everyone else had, like, a, a goal or a cause or a theme. Or, like, a reason to exist. He's right, he's right. We're just like, we are doing this. But We're it was, comedy. It was very weird, though, because, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. But then again. There needs to be laughter in this world. The CEO and everybody's just looking at us the whole time. We're like the center of attention. Hey, well, it did feel like we were being looked at. A I lot. Didn't, I didn't know why. We were looked at we a lot. We stood longer than anyone else, I think. Well, that's because we were drinking the free <laughs> beer. <laughs> free beer? Come yeah. on. I won a beer pong tournament. Yeah, I'm sure it sat well with them that we beat employees of the brewery <laughs> at a beer pong game. It was a blast. Yeah. Hey, Pete, so the per, this episode is like we're discussing what the beer is going to be? Are we, There's a bunch of things. Working shop? We're working shop. Specifically because we have to pick A, what kind of beer we want. Pilsner. B. Yeah, I agree with Dean. You're fucking up the episode. Pilsner. What kind of beer we want, what we want the branding to be, and what kind of party we want to have in April to kick this off. Like, what what do we want the aesthetic to be? What do we want the beer to taste like? Thoughts, comments, concerns. But. Let's let's start with the first question. What is the bad business beer? Right. The bad business beer well, look, is going to taste like divorce court. No, if you want it to be a pilsner, <laughs> that means you want it. To I taste want it. Good. No, yeah. I want it to taste like alimony payments. Oh well, look. The thing is, the name "bad business" on a beer can. You you have to insinuate the beer is just going to be called bad business. It's yeah, all that makes. I yeah. want it to taste like. Why did I drink this? Bad business. I'm going to get in trouble. Like, I wanted it to be something to go down. You could chug a bunch of them, but 
Then again, this shit is called bad business. Shouldn't it be something crazy? It should be on the strong side. I'm somewhere in between. Because if we get a Pilsner, we're going to be limited in the amount of ABV. Yeah. What's the limit? On a Pilsner? They have a Pilsner right now. Off the top of your head. I I drink a lot of beer. You'll never find a Pilsner with like a 7% ABV. It's usually like 4, 4, 5. I get their their Pilsner right now, and it's about like 7. Oh, if we could get a high ABV Pilsner, that would be good. You know who has a beer coming out? Andrew. A.K.A. It's yeah, coming out November next month. Stealing our swag a little bit, but you know, he's, yeah, he yeah. Did it uh, first. The average, <laughs> the average pilsner is between four and a half and five percent. Ah, well, we could. Do well, they, they they have strong ones. But so. if we want to make it go crazy, we're either going to need to go IPA, which I know none of us wants to do. I hate IPA. Sadly, yeah, I don't. I don't. Do you have a flavor in mind for the pilsner? We we want to do honey, but I think that's violence. I want a lemon. Lemon. Violence. Bad business. I like a nice, a nice lemon, like a citrusy light pilsner. Because who was it that said? I think it was one of our well, guests. Well, you have to think about. Kells. Kells on our last episode said it's something that the women could drink. You, you got to think about what time of year that our beer is coming out in. April. 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 So it should be floral. So something that should be seasonable for April. But no, no, I, I want it to be year-round, actually. I don't want it to be one thing. So the opposite of what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Well, Scratch I didn't say everything. it then. Yeah, awesome. So no, that I thing just, you just realized. Said the opposite. Okay. I just re- I realized after it came out. Uh, <clears throat> lemon's a good idea. What if we made like a breath mint beer? Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, bad business. <laughs> any, any more bad ideas? Let us take your breath away. Lettuce. <laughs> lettuce flavored beer. Lettuce. No one's done that. Make it taste like a crisp ice cream. Uh, hot dog water beer. Yeah. We could go anywhere. Dirty dog beer. Because the thing is, these the are going to be... This is dirty dog. I've been going... When I go to bars, I now look in the fridge and see if they sell Bronx Brewery beers. Oh. And they do. Yeah. And a lot of fucking... Oh, this beer is going to be available in Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I go to Garden Gourmet in my neighborhood, and that's like another supermarket. They always have Bronx Brewery. Shout out Garden Gourmet. So we're going to be able to walk into a store and buy our own beer. Yeah. Bronx Brewery Bad Business Beer. There's five B's there. B, 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 B. There's five B's there. (laughs) B, 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 B. So you guys don't really seem to have a problem. Wait, 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 wait. Bronx Brewery Bad Business Beer Bitches. Six B's. Barack. Barack. No, no. (laughs) You can't just throw him on. But it just, like I'm just, it just the cover is me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us to the next thing. What do you guys have art direction for the beer? Yes. I want it to be real tree camouflage can with orange. Letters. I, I agree. I disagree so much. I love that. I love with like we put I hate some, that. We put some mallards on that bitch. I I I I've mallard just, hunting. Some I, bucks. I, I hate that aesthetic. And Buffalo no Bill. Zero, Buffalo Bob. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance we go Keystone Light Camo for Camo Keystone. Cans. Yeah, dude. I want it to look like. I want it to look like a Motley Crue song, but in a can of beer. Motley Crue doesn't doesn't do real tree. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think real tree when I think of Motley Crue. I would think like fucking NASCAR. Why would that be us though? Fuck yeah. you. No, because we're fast. We're very. You go with trees because that reminds you of NASCAR no, and me, because we're fast. Me and Dave from the Van Cortland area, we're surrounded by forest. I'm fast, dude. I'm just saying, you guys are going based off of another beer can. 
What's another beer can? Keystone Light does no. this exact thing. No, we we no, they don't. No, yes, no. they do. No. no, they don't. What do you mean? No, they don't. Uh, we buy Keystones all the time. Steel Reserve. But you've never seen the camo cans with that, the fucking orange. That's four loco. That's Bush beer. That's four loco. Bush also does it. Yes, but Bush. Keystone does it as well. I never seen the Keystone. Right? I have seen. It. I show used to me, drink them in me. college. I would like to see it. But I, I like because me and Danny really into this duck camo shit. If we end up going Duck with Dynasty. it, I will be severely less excited I, you about know, the no, beer. No, I, I would, I would do whatever we all agree on. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I liked the what was the idea we had about uh, vintage baseball. Vintage baseball, I don't mind. Vintage baseball vibe, and I don't mind. Uh, we talked about the what's the fucking Beatles album? Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper's on the hard I well, all the people we love, and and also that would be great. No, not to get all. Um, marketing on you, but putting pictures of forty other people on the can may, it gives forty other people investment into the oh. beer. Yeah, but then again, imagine you went. I mean, it would look awesome, actually. Yeah, you went to a store and you saw a fucking that kind of can, and it re, it's reminiscent of Sergeant Pepper. I want Hattie Rex next to me. Okay, so it's going to be us three in the front. Like I call Hattie. Hattie's going to be behind us. <laughs> I want Gandhi next to us. He's like, man, fucking, fucking Einstein, Gandhi, Stephen Hawking, and HD been dope. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're making me log in to show you this fucking can. Yes, yeah, it's a uh, highly classified. Oh, we got the disco ref on there. No, it's the guy that roller skates. There's one of them, but there's like 50 different variations. Uh, real tree can. That's dope. I like that. I would get that. I I'd used to in college. And then here's the orange one that I specifically remember that if you got the orange, you won prizes, and I won prizes. For someone who hates when I put fart noises in the show, you sure are making a lot of poopy. I'm giving you a taste of your own medicine. Giving me a taste of my own medicine would be showing up and being smart. <clears throat> I showed up, and I was smart. Yeah. You specifically congratulated me after the interview, and now you want to act like I'm an asshole? You are an asshole. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you don't want to do the real treat core. Beer. What kind of beer? No, we don't have to do real what treat. What kind at all. of beer? Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we're all kind of agreeing oh, on something. What if we down. invented a beer? No, we can't invent a beer. Not that smart. Second, lager. No, uh, maybe a lager. If we want something that's go. I down never drink beer. lager though. What the fuck am I gonna do with that? Yeah. Well, what kind of beers do we all drink? Pilsner. Easily, we're all drinking Pilsner right now. I like Heineken. It's my favorite beer. I also like Heineken. It is, it is one of my favorite beers. You want to know why I like Heineken? German. I like it because my daddy used to drink it, so it makes me feel like a grown-up. I like it because it smells like weed. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so it, it goes well like with... It smells like wet at, like wet butts. <laughs> Another thing I like. <laughs> wet butts? Yeah, I was at the SZA concert sniffing up a storm. Oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> you're gross. You see the new Tyler? You see the new video with Tyler, the water song? Oh, yeah, I have. Completely wet. Oh, wow. <laughs> you asshole. Okay, I'm, piss. I'm being, whoa, 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 whoa. We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, what man. kind of, what kind, all right, so we all want a Pilsner. I think yeah. I think so. Maybe we should make it hard. I do like the lemon idea, but maybe we could work off of that idea of me having it flavored. Instead of having it lemon, like a I know, like a lemon tint hinted. Well, pills. how about this? How about we look at all the? It'll beers. be a margarita beer, like those Corona. How about we look shows? at That's all the beers that they've about. made in the Y series so far? That way, we don't. It's stand mostly out. IPAs. Dick ride someone else's. It's beer. mostly IPAs. 
All right, but what about flavoring? I'm saying I don't want to dick ride someone else's flavor invention. If anything, we're going to accidentally dick ride after we read them. The best way to avoid dick riding is to be ignorant. Explain. You can't dick ride if you don't know. I, 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 so now whatever beer we pick is not dick riding. So what are we, we going to do? Know. Just show? I don't know. No, Pilsner's our first, our go-to. I think so. I would like it to be lightly hinted with citrus. Citrus or something else. That's so cliche. Or just hinted. What is cliche about Citrus beer. What is cliched about that? Is this is done. How about we just... What, what do you want to put in the beer? It's just been done. How about what do we we just put all our blood in it on some kiss shit? I would put a blood in the beer. No, no. Bronx Brewery is going to listen to this. We're not putting blood in the beer. <laughs> um... I don't know. At first, I'll do citrus. To our listeners, at first, I wanted to recreate the original Four Loco for the bad business beer. Once again, a brewery doesn't have the capability. Yeah, I wanted to put honey peck inside of it and make everyone horny. When so they the beer. I think our second choice should be a lager with honey notes. Ooh, I think that's been because, done. But ooh. oh my god, what do you want to do that hasn't been done? Oh, I like lager with honey notes. What lager with honey notes have you had before? Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> how, about, how about a beer with marinara in it? That could be our fourth. Yeah, third you fucking option. Italian. So first option <laughs> is is that we do a, a pilsner with citrus. Second option tastes like Ellis Island. Second option is the lager with the honey. Lager with honey. Third option is beer with marinara. Marinara IPA. <laughs> marinara IPA. Perfect for Bloody Marys. Fifth option. Oh. Yeah, beer, what is something you like? Beer, white sauce, hot sauce. Beer, white sauce, hot sauce? I like mayo ketchup. So we'd make like a condiment beer? <laughs> <laughs> ketchup beer. Make it say, taste like pink sauce. We could sell pink sauce. I think our disaster worst case scenario option is just like a, an IPA with the highest ABV. No, how about, look, this is a good idea. I got this idea. Uh, yo, right now, I just, it just, oh, yeah. it just came I, to my oh, head. Oh, yeah. Uh, a Pilsner with the smoke. With smoke. Like smoked notes? like Smoke a, notes. Like Mezcal yes. or like a Scotch? With smoke notes for like barbecue and shit. No, but what kind of beer did you say? A Pilsner. Pilsner can't accomplish that. Why not? Pilsner's too light. It's hard to add a lot of flavor to a Pilsner. Imagine a Pilsner with a little, like a hint of smoke in it. That'd be fire. A smoky Pilsner? A smoky Pilsner. Because we all vape all the time? That, or we just like I barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> you don't? No. Why? Because you're dead right now? No. You're a tall girl. I, Go ahead. I, I, Keep I, on. I like, I like that. I like the smoke notes, because I, I honestly, I love everything with smoke. I, I, I prefer, like, notes of smoke in my steak, in my But I'm telling you, if you want to go with a smoky beer, a smoky pilsner is not it. But with it, something smoky, you have to go more full-bodied. It could. But what about it, a lager? No, drink, a smoky lager works. A smoker IPA works. You still have your cores in there, right? Yes. Drink it and imagine there's a smoke note in it. It could work. This is the best beer I've ever had. The smoke note. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine a smoke note on something like that. I think that could work. I don't. I, I hear you, but I think logistically, if you want to go something smoky, you want it to have a more full body. This is a very light, not dense beer, so you want to go with something where the smoke can be like appreciated, like a lager or an IPA, etc. I think smoky lager would be amazing. I agree, smoky lager. I need. I need to have a lager again because I hate Guinness. Guinness is not a lager. What is that? That's a stout. A Heineken is a lager. Heineken is a lager. Okay. Yingling is a lager. 
I thought Guinness's lager. No, that's bottom a, of the barrel. That's a stout. A stout or a porter are those dark black beers. Okay, good. Yeah, and I hate Guinness. Beer. I hate Guinness. I, Me too. I hate Guinness. I thought Guinness is a lager. This I time. love Guinness. I, I absolutely stout. I don't know if I need to grow up and revisit Guinness because last time I had one, I was like nineteen. I was like, ew. Have you guys ever yeah. had an ICB? What's an ICB? An it, Irish car bomb. Oh, that's where you put the shot into the Guinness. Yeah. You take a. Of a full pint of Guinness, you drop in a shot glass that's seventy five percent Jameson, twenty five percent Bailey's. Uh, Bailey's. You drop it in, and you have to chug it because it activates the Bailey's, and it'll curdle if you don't chug it in like a minute. Oh, that's why it's a car bomb. Well, it's a car bomb because the Irish did car bombs against England in the Revolution. oh war crimes while we drink. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Hmm. It's very offensive. You're not supposed to say that in Ireland. Smoky lager is not a bad idea. Though. Smoky lager is strong. So do we move Smoky Lager to our one? Who who did yeah. Jaeger bombs? Jaegers. What? Where'd that come from? Uh, Jaeger. The, the Jaeger company. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I mean, Smoky Lager. Smo- does Smoky Lager move to one? I, I think that's up there now. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. A Smoky Lager. But I, I, do you think it'll be easy for people to drink a Smoky Lager? Let's... We, 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 okay, look, the thing is, we're going to make a we list. We'll shove it down their throat. The thing is, oh, 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 oh. From, from what the brewery said, we're gonna, we, there's a lot of trial and error. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so here's the ranking. Shit. It goes Smoky Lager, Light Lemon Pilsner, Honey Lager, and those are our three. And then Death. We just die. No, no, those we are kill the three ourselves. that we offer. Which of these are accomplishable, brewery? What can you do for me? Why do you sound like you're calling them out? What can you do for me? What can you oh. do for us? Oh, <laughs> or imagine a spi- we love you. Or a spicy pilsner. I don't want to go spicy. Spicy beers suck. Yeah, I agree with. Uh, I like jalapeno. It's a douche. I like jalapeno in like liquor, but I don't want a full fucking can of a jalapeno spicy. beer. A jalapeno shot's not bad, I and that. I don't mind getting jalapeno business. Oh. What trademarked? Yeah, jalapeno <laughs> business. Um, so that's good. And 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 do we have we landed on a design? Do you want to go baseball cards? We want to go. I think. I think once we. I find like the out, bad business Sergeant Pepper thing. I love the bad business Sergeant Pepper. Okay. We're gonna have to make like a draft of who makes it, who doesn't. I'm gonna have to. I will do all the extra legwork of reaching out to them, making sure we can use their likeness. We need a collage, uh, a collagist artist that does collages. I think we're just gonna have to do it ourselves because the money that it costs to get a. A graphic designer would not afford this. Won't they give us art money? They're, they're giving us art money, but this what we're asking for is way more expensive than pretty much any graphic designer would be willing to do for that I'm, price. I'm pretty okay at Photoshop. I'm decent myself. Okay. And if, if once again, we can trial and error that, I can work on it a little bit next week, and if it doesn't work... I photoshopped my own. Because you, know, you, you know it might require to do that? Us three in, like, captain's uniforms taking a picture together. As the start. At, in the front. And then As everyone the else in the back will just yeah. be ripped pictures. Yeah, ripped pictures, yeah. That's not bad. So if you take a picture of yourself fully naked and send that straight to me, what I can do is Photoshop the captain stuff on you, but I need the picture from you. Yeah, you have to be naked in it. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, you have to be fully naked. Both of you have to just send me pictures of your full body naked. Oh, okay. Standing normal. Um, preferably flaccid. Flaccid. Preferably flaccid, so yeah, there's flaccid, nothing in the way. Much less aggressive. Yeah, and then send that to me, and I will. Photo, I'll take care of everything. I'll, and you will, so good. <laughs> I'll go home tonight. I'll I'll get naked in my full length. Mirror. It'll be the source image. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I'll ask everybody who's going to be on the can for the same thing. Yeah. Hattie Rax. Everybody. Nim Lowe. JD. I, I, JD. I'll ask them all. We can, we can even go righteous gemstones on it. Just like really like holy candle vibes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you know, those like. Oh, oh, he's thinking of prayer candles. You know, that's prayer like, candles. That's like a different. Oh, design it like a prayer candle. Yeah. I don't mind that either. My mom just gave me one. Or like, you know, like He had from? the coolest Joe Pesci prayer candle ever. I don't know, I don't what, know happens. what happened. I have it. a Carmelo Anthony one at my apartment. You do? Yeah. Why? I got it for free from this job. But why? You I don't, don't I don't mind Carmelo. Uh, but don't you hate the Knicks? No, the Knicks are like losers. Okay. You don't hate like losers. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why Joel Embiid is going to go to the Knicks anyway, but okay. Uh, no one's going there. Uh, in Philly, yeah. No one's ever going okay. to the Knicks. In, yeah, in Philly, when someone words. passed away, did they do the laminates with the angels and doves on it? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what's oh, what's the fuck it called? Uh, it's a lot of airbrush shirts. Yeah. A lot of airbrush. You do that, too. Yeah. It's a it's a, like a big rapper thing to say, like, you don't want to end up on a t-shirt. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. All right. So, we did the beer. We, we've got our lead ideas for the design. Now, let's get to the most contentious part. Logo? April 5th. The, the event. April 5th. We got to throw a party. Yeah, we do have to throw And we a have a budget. We have to throw a release. What's our budget? Uh, I don't we, know if we should say it on there, on here, but it's... it's make it's, a signal to me. Signal it in the air to me. It's less than 1,000, more than 500. Signal it in the air to me. I can't count. Okay. Oh, oh, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we have man. that much money. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, we can have a ball. Oh, but I can, I can stretch that, that budget. Let's have a wrestling match. No. no. I said <laughs> yeah. wrestling no. and everyone yelled and at me. You're not even supposed to say that word. Every What? You know what? Let's move past it. Horse <laughs> Waddle said it's okay. He doesn't like little people. Hey. You know I think just, I, I'm, I'm, not ref- I'm not referring to them as anything. It is. Because so it's more words. You don't, you don't even acknowledge I call them by their name. It's more. Uh, I mean, it's, okay. Little person is like more descriptive characteristics, so which, is, which is yeah, ruder. Yeah, we could call you that. What, a little person? Yeah. Well, I know I'm not a little person, so it doesn't well, you're not flies. A big, you're not a big person. I'm not a big person. I'm average. I'm 5'10". <laughs> yeah, you're 5'10". 5'11". Yeah, you're like 5'8". Yeah, like 5'10". 5'7", 5'8". Yeah, I'm 5'10". You're a little person. What are we, so, <laughs> oh, we could, we could easily throw a concert, but is that... A concert? Is that the best but we got? A concert is accomplishable almost for free. Yeah. Is that best we got? Our DJ's free. Okay. Yeah, you're just because we're DJ. just gonna add, no, we're just gonna ask a DJ. They'll do it. We'll invite rappers. They'll perform. That's free. What can we spend the eight hundred dollars on? Maybe a freak show. <laughs> what, you what? say a freak show. What do you mean? Like yeah. a circus? Like like old school fifties Coney Island? All right. Wait. 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 I Unc- wrote a vault. Uncle Magic. No, fuck that guy. We can fuck finally him. get him. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Hoes all on me. No, he, he thought we were going to do like a gotcha type expose on him. And we should. We should get him there and then bring his daughter because he didn't <laughs> want us talking about his daughter. We just wanted him to do magic for Brock's birthday. Guys, when you think of asshole. a freak show, what do you want out of When's your birthday? Show? April 24th. Like, I want cats jumping through hula hoops. You think That's a, not a freak you show. You think a cat can jump That's through? That's fucking hot. You think you can train a cat? Now there's somebody that has a cat that's trained, and also like women sword swallowing, a guy spinning you say fire the word sticks, again? sword swallowing. Hot. You pronounce the W in sword heavy the first sword. time. Sword. 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 That's what you said. Sword swallowing. Sword swallowing. Sword swallowing. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of party it should be. But. With the amount of money we could afford um, to rent an alligator, 
Have you looked into this? Dude, yeah. How about a guy wrestling a bear? Too much. We can, only af- we can only afford the guy. We can't afford the bear. He can just wrestle whoever wants to wrestle all night. We hire a guy to wrestle whoever. That's not a bad idea. You get drunk and then you just say, Best you know what? Me. I can take this fucking guy. We take a guy. We lube him up. But he has to look very unassuming. Yeah, no, just a regular guy, not a wrestler. Just yeah. like a guy that gets pounded on. We pay him $100 an hour for two hours. And that's, that's, that's $200 of the budget spent. There's a famous bar in Thailand. If you make him tap out. You win a case of beer. There's a famous bar in Thailand. You, if you box, you get a bucket of beers. Yeah, I think. And I've a seen bunch this. of people just sign up to box drunk just for the beers. Of course, you I would do that. But they box each other like two, like two civilians. Yeah, but you also got to remember this is at a real place, so I don't think we're going to be able to have people wrestling or boxing. So Bronx Brewery is a real company. We can't have the guy. They had wrestling though. Bronx Brewery has had a wrestling match. But what kind of wrestling? Like scripted wrestling, like professional WWE. Yeah, they not professional. WWE, but they had like a ring. Professional amateur wrestling. We're talking about getting a guy lubed up in a kid's pool and telling him to, to toss some people. My boy Blue. <laughs> but can no, we, you beat John? We had a good basketball idea with the basketball milk crates. That was a terrible idea. I I love that idea, man. But is this not feasible, right? What it's idea not, was it? What was this idea again? A full court game with uh, milk crates as hoops. I think that's bad. I lo- I, I think we or we, at least half court. I think we I think a half court milk crate basketball game with like bone crusher in them, because all of our Rucker Park people are going to be invited. Yeah. So we're going to have hoopers in the building and get them to hoop on a milk crate's funny. Like dunk on it. Or do like do anything. Play? Just how often are you going to see a guy playing basketball in a milk crate? I, I grew up. I'm I'm being honest. I grew up in milk crates. We hung a milk crate up on a, a um, fire escape in my building. At the at the ladder, it's an homage to Barack's childhood. Oh, well, a lot of people's childhood. I'm pretty. Have you had a milk crate game? Nah, never, never, nah. never. Well, it's. I, I feel like it's quite common. Oh, it's poor. Can can we? <laughs> maybe we could do something like blackjack in the back. Dude, come I don't on, think we're a gambling gamble. ring. What? You know what? The shooting the dice that we do at Jay Z did it. Bad business casino night. I love a casino night. I'm dead. And ass. we all go fancy as hell to a brewery. We should go fancy as shit to this. I, I would love to get dressed up in like suits for this. No fucking suit tuxedo. I don't know a tuxedo. We'll rent one. You know how expensive it is to rent a tuxedo in Manhattan. Well, that's what the budget's for. <laughs> we just blow the. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny's genius. That's not a bad <laughs> idea. We blow all the budget on tuxedo. <laughs> That's not bad. We just show up. They're like, what is it? What, that's what you... Well, what did you guys prepare for today? <laughs> and we actually... Three tuxedos would cost about $700. <laughs> we got $100 to spend now. $100 to spend. And then we just spend it on the cheapest shit we can find on Amazon. No, we don't, we don't even do like uh, traditional tuxedos. We do like 1800s knickers and stuff like that. <laughs> with the wigs. <laughs> Show up powdered wigs, like the con- like congressman, in the fucking in, like colonial congressman. <laughs> colonial congressman. Well, I would do that. Uh, pantaloons and pantaloons. Big, big wigs and powdered faces. <laughs> powdered faces. I don't mind the colonial look. I, I think the casino night might be a fun idea. Eyes wide shut orgy vibe. Uh, all right, okay. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. No, okay. He, here's what I think could be a sacrifice to somebody. <laughs> here's what I like about the colonial idea. And, and I know that sounds crazy. Think about, to me, what I'd like to accomplish with this budget and with this event. Think about all the people we're going to invite. Think about, like, Drewski, HD Ben Dope, DJ Enough, 
all the bad business people, the people from our lives, what would be the funniest thing to make them attend? Uh, uh, we, we make a, uh, we, we write our own declaration of independence. We, we, we pretend that we're a sovereign nation. Like we could, uh, this could be us like, uh, welcome to the <laughs> business legion. <laughs> we could pretend to start a cult. We could pretend to start a government. We could pretend to st- like, if we want to go with a heavy bit theme, okay. we got to make it theater. This, what do you mean? This gotta be theater. This gotta be theatrical. So I'm are, down. Are you thinking like a murder mystery sort of thing? We no. get everyone Ooh. involved. No, I'm thinking a, a heavy theme. Escape room. And we're, we're in character all night. Okay. And, and I get fake killed at the beginning of everything. Because ah! bur- <laughs> Be- Bronx Brewery told- I, I think I could make a better dying <laughs> <laughs> no. no, we've been to the Bronx, bro. You see those heavy, those large ass kegs. Yeah, but like all of a sudden, there's a spotlight on me and Danny on top fight. Oh, <laughs> you not, throw like not, my, you throw my fake body splatters. I also think it's not going to be there. It's going to be at the Bronx Brewery. It's got to be in Manhattan. No, it's got to be in Manhattan. They said if you want space and if you want like, I don't <laughs> want space. I want a fucking. He wants accessibility. Out. I want accessibility for people. It's in the Bronx. No one's gonna come. Look, this is the thing. Uh, look, I, I want, fake die at the I've beginning. Been Bronx, and we try no, to figure no, no, out. No, it's gotta be in Manhattan. We try to figure out how who poisoned my beer. People? How do we get these people there? How do we get the? How do we get all the hot ninety seven people? They're not going all the way to the Bronx. I'll tell you that much. We try to figure out who poisoned my beer, and it's a murder mystery, and I'm dead. <laughs> That's just- and how about this? <laughs> I love this new beer. Oh, oh, God. We, do, we do a murder mystery and Danny has to play dead for like two hours. It's Mayhem Melody at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to orchestrate a murder mystery. I've, have you guys ever done a murder mystery night? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we actually did. I also yeah. have. I wore a wire for no reason. <laughs> it was great. We killed it. Yeah, and I, then I got exposed as the rat. We went as like a Italian, Italian mafia mobsters in the early 2000s. What, did it have theme? Did it have a specific? It was theme? Halloween. It was Halloween. Halloween Ours was um like old South. Oh, like uh, I was going like hold on, I'll see if I can do the voice. I do declare. Yeah, I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> like um, what's that guy from Knives Out? Yes, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, or whoever. Blanc. Who plays him? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig, the fucking well, well, best listen, 007. I think we glossed over time. a cool idea earlier when you said casino night. There could be an assortment of games and people play for chips. And whoever has the most chips at the end of the night, it's just a bunch they of, win a prize. They a, win a cut of the budget. You know what? It's a bunch of <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo tournament. So like <laughs> like people? No, no, real hungry. Yeah. Man, hungry. <sighs> What about bobbing for apples but beer and you just come up fucking hammered? Bobbing for beer cans? You just come up hammered like fucking guy. Oh, wait, wait, we fill the tub with beer so you're gulping the beer? (laughs) Yeah. That's a a great post. With our beer. That's a great post-COVID idea. Everyone's sticking their heads (laughs) in a a tub of fluid. We're back, baby. (laughs) We're back. Everybody comes out. Suck from the trough. Suck from the trough. <laughs> Everybody just comes out with mad cold sores. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like a heavy theme night. I don't know if we can go murder mystery, but I think we sh- there should be some casino. I like a casino night, but once again, that's way too intricate. People just play games. How, all night. how about we do a midsummer? We can make whatever games. Wait, look, it doesn't have to be casino games, dude. If we went summer cult, if vibe? we went full left field and went with like a garden party, 
with like finger sandwiches and made it super <laughs> clean and white. <laughs> like super like super Caucasian. Like a dress code? Yeah, dress code. Every there's white linens everywhere. That's what we blow the budget on is to classical make music. Classical we get a celloist, a bassist, upright bass. Only. Have you ever been to a party with just an upright bassist? No. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I've it's, it's a depressing vibe. Or a fiddler. On the roof? Oh, you're pointing for his thing. Yeah. You wanted to uh, suck that? I don't want to suck it. That's not a bad idea. Well, I feel like we're, we're making headspace. So we're leaning. We're leaning honey lager. We're leaning Sergeant Pepper honey heart. No, and we're smoky leaning. lager. That's what I said. You said honey. No, play it back. I'll say the right thing. You son of a bitch. He's going to edit right. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to edit it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Smoky. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll put in. I'll put you saying that right there, right there. Perfect. Um, All right. I I do want it to be theatrical and fun. Just so people like, I feel like we kind of hide ourselves here. I don't don't hide myself, but like more of my personality. If we just go all in there as ourselves with our relationship, just show people our relationship and showcase our relationship. And it would be really cool for the people at Hot 97 to see how well received we are. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if we are acting like complete morons, everyone in the bad business family will be supportive of that. Yeah. Like all the Rucker Park guys will be like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when they do the thing. That's that's the general consensus of everyone we meet out and about, but the company doesn't know how well that's received cuz they'll they'll see us being like and they'll be like that's they're being too much, but then they'll see everybody love us and they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, I get you. These guys, these guys do have a little sauce to them, a little bit of juice. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Man, Brock on his phone. No, yeah, I'm, that's so why I'm, I'm just bantering. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, just yeah. filling up time until he puts down his phone. Master of ceremonies. We have Relum Porter just announcing people walking in. Imagine. Well, uh, we kind of buried this, but one dollar of the uh, per case of beer goes to a charity, and we want it to be Rucker Park. Yeah. So that alone might be able to get Rel and Porter to come. And you're like, <laughs> so you know how they say, <laughs> oh, he's chugging a beer. Oh, <laughs> bad business. Rucker Park. All that stuff. Breathe. Ben. Stro- what is yeah. it? What do you say? Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Is, is, a, is, a, is, is, is a free, free throw. throw the free throw line. Yeah. I was trying to think of the other things he says. For chugging beer? <laughs> yeah. I would do a beer Olympics, but they don't want us to be heavy with the beer chugging. They said no college games. No chugging, no college games. What? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. That's so fucking juvenile. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Uh, do we want to go full juvenile? We can't go full juvenile, so we might as well go the other way. No, we'll Theatrics. be juvenile. Theatrics is fun. Theatrics and... Magician? I love juxtaposition. I want it to look different than everyone would expect it to look. I, want, I like the idea of like a garden party look just to confuse everybody. Because yeah. they're going to show up expecting it to be like mud wrestling and strippers. <laughs> yeah. And then they show up and it's finger sandwiches and crudite. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it can really catch people. I'd, I'd go to that. Long candles. Yeah. Spend the whole budget on candles and white linens. <laughs> A French caterer. But this is what the bad business audience has to look forward to. And early April, bad business is going to have a goddamn beer. Yeah. We're going to think more about this. We're gonna think long. We're gonna think hard. We're gonna think wet. We're gonna think girthy. We're gonna make sure you guys enjoy what's gonna be what we have in store. So special thanks to Larange and Zach Cashkit, as well as Bronx Brewery. We are. Yeah.
Bad business. I'm Barack. I'm Danny. And I'm Ming Fai Chan. Thank you for checking us out. Who the fuck is that? You wasn't here for that. You wasn't here for that. (laughs)